Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Boy, we knew this was going to happen. More controversy, of course, about the uh, appointment of a new uh, OPP commissioner. Uh, Interim OPP commissioner Brad Blair is now calling on the Ontario Ombudsman to review the appointment of Ron Tavener. He was, by the way, a longtime friend of uh, Premier Doug Ford. Uh, and he was appointed as the OPP commissioner over potential political interference. That's uh, what the uh, interim chief is uh, alleging in this situation. In a letter to the ombudsman, Blair says, "Are you, uh, as, as you are undoubtedly aware, there exists in the Legislative Assembly and now in the Ontario public consciousness growing concerns about the hiring process of the new OPP commissioner. Joining us to talk about this is uh, Alan Carter. Alan, of course, is the co-anchor of Global News at 5.30 and 6 and the host of Focus Ontario, which is seen every Saturday and Sunday on uh, Global. Uh, thanks so much for the time, Alan. Great to have you with us today. Are you there, Alan? I am indeed. Ah, good. Okay, thanks for hanging in there today. Uh, you know, when they announced this appointment of Kavanaugh the, or the other day, I mean, I think everybody knew that it was inevitable that somebody was going to raise a stink about this. And uh, I, I, the fact that it's coming from the interim commissioner is a little unusual, but uh, let's let's talk about this. Uh, he was actually one of the candidates as well. Uh, th- this really comes down to process, doesn't it? Well, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to look at it. I guess, you know, from a high level, are we dealing here with sour grapes or are we dealing here with um, a, something that is far, nor- far more nefarious sounding, which is political intervention in the selection of a top police official which I think raises a lot of alarms for a lot of people. I mean, I think that goes right, cuts right across any political stripe to wonder, well, now that sounds a little anti-democratic. So I think you have to look at it and parse through it in this nine-page letter that you referred to. Uh, Mr. Blair lays out what he believes is evidence to suggest there would be political interference and therefore that needs to be investigated further and that the uh, appointment of uh, Mr. Tavner has to be put on hold. Well, there's some interesting uh, allegations in, in Blair's letter here. As you mentioned, it's nine pages long. Uh, he also states the decision to appoint Tavener appears to have been made prior to the cabinet meeting where this was to be announced. Uh, and he goes through uh, the, some uh, protocol here about exactly what he had to go, dates, et cetera, et cetera, that he thought he was going to be informed about. Uh, he was told that a, a name was already before the Secretary of Cabinet and the name was being socialized. He says, I understood this to mean that the candidate's name had already been selected. Uh, so he feels as if the, the fix was in, I guess. That's really what he's, he's trying to uh, assert here, isn't he? Well, what he lays out is he lays out the process in a sort of a timeline. He points out that the initial, uh, and of course this has been previously reported, that the initial um, requirements for the job were altered. Uh, he he then lays out the number of people that uh, were qualified to apply and whether or not the stated reason for changing the uh, the requirements that it opened it up to a wider field for you know more candidates that that was not a credible reason for doing it. Now, Mr. Blair, he qualified under the first set and the second set. So he was qualified under the more stringent rules. He also points out in his letter that, and I'll I'll see if I can find it here. I I have it in front of me uh, about this, about generally within the staff of the uh, OPP, he was considered to be the front runner for this job. And you'd think that to be the case. He's, he was the interim guy. 
Uh, so he's got some experience in that position. And and, uh, and I know that that's how people are going to characterize this, is that, well, this is just sour grapes. But as Global News uh, discovered, I heard yesterday, on, of course, on Global News, uh, there's another investigation uh, the Ombudsman has, has undertaken already from uh, two MPPs that have some concerns about process here. Yeah, that is true. And, you know, that's that's another thing that is now in front of the Ombudsman. And Mr. Dubé, um, who is very much unlike his predecessor, Andrew, Andre Moran, um, he is a uh, extremely careful and soft-spoken man. Uh, and so there's a couple of questions we have here now uh, about what Mr. Dubé is going to do. And his office has basically said, our comment is no comment, is that he is, the question is, does he have jurisdiction here? That's going to be the first thing to go forward. And if he has jurisdiction, does he have any power? And of course, he has no power. There's no binding recommendation that he can make on the government. So effectively, if this is the decision that the government has made, this is the decision and the ombudsman will not be able to stop it. So this may just be to, to satisfy, I guess, everybody's curiosity. Or, uh, but by the same token, though, I mean, the day this was announced, though, Alan, I mean, there were some concerns raised about this very idea about, you know, expanding the, the scope and, and actually lowering the bar is how some people characterize this. And, and it was only 48 hours after they announced that they were going to have a competition for the job. Uh, and, and I guess the question a lot of people were asking, and I certainly was, was how could you possibly ascertain that there aren't enough quality candidates after only two days. I mean, you know, it's, it's almost, it validates what a lot of people are saying is that this was predetermined. Yeah, well, again, and, and this is what uh, Mr. Blair tries to lay out, is a, a series of allegations that uh, indicate that there, there is, if not evidence of political interference, enough questions. And what he, what he pins his whole letter on is that this has of impact on the rank and file and the actual morale of the police, and that he's been contacted by many of them who are upset that process has not been followed here, and that there are these questions that will hang over uh, Mr. Tavner when he becomes commissioner, if he becomes commissioner on Monday, and will just, it, it, it's a, you know, it's a difficult job at the best of times, but to be appointed under such a cloud um, is going to have a distinct impact on the police force and its morale going forward. Well, and that has to be a consideration, obviously. I mean, if you're a frontline officer and you think that, hey, the premier is actually calling the shots with the OPP, I, I can understand people being concerned about that. And, and in the letter, Alan, as you know, because I know you've read all nine pages of this thing, uh, he, he makes some other, Blair makes some other accusations here. The one that jumped out at me that I've already got some response from on social media after we talked about it, uh, he alleges that uh, Premier Ford's chief of staff, Dean French, there's that guy in the news again. Here we go, Dean O. Requested that the OPP purchase a large camper-style vehicle, have it customized, and have the costs kept off the books. Because, I mean, Alan, who doesn't love RVing, right? <laughs> go RV. Yeah. I mean, incredible. And this, here, here is the thing. You know, so many political stories are you know, esoteric. They're difficult to, there's no visualization for it. You're talking about balance sheets and numbers and all the rest. Here now is an image that is going to stick to the Ford government. I mean, you've seen it on social media in the last, oh, yeah. just since this, since this story broke, right? In the yeah. last 12 to 14 hours, 
it is everywhere. And so this now becomes, so how long before there are posters with camper vans? Like this, this is an incredible uh, visual and long lasting damage to the Ford government that it's going to be very difficult to get out from underneath. Yeah. The camper van. Yeah, and the other element here, too, is, uh, and again, another one of the accusations uh, that uh, that the Premier had asked for a specific security detail. There are security people, of course, and he followed the Premier anywhere they go. Uh, but he wanted to staff with specific officers uh, that he would be comfortable with. In other words, a hand-picked detail that are going to work s- exclusively, I guess, with the Premier, which is, uh, well, let me put it this way. It's, it's unconventional that a Premier would ask for that. That's what he says. Um, and, and I'm just looking at it now, uh, and, and here he says that um, that Premier Ford expressed displeasure that his request, the request you just talked about, was not being acted upon by the OPP. And I'm quoting here from the uh, letter. Premier Ford requested that he have a face-to-face meeting with former Commissioner Vince Hawks and stated if former Commissioner Hawks would not address the issue, perhaps a new commissioner would. Ultimately, the premier's request was approved and implemented by the OPP. So you you see the narrative that he's establishing here is that here is an example of Ford saying, "Okay, if you're not going to do it the way I want to do it, I'll find somebody who will. Now, that's. That that in itself is 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 a concern, obviously, because it 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 plays to the narrative right now that you've got a premier that basically says, "I call the shots. I tell people what they're going to do. I don't care if you're an OPP commissioner, a hydro commissioner, whoever it is. This is my ball game." Yes. Now there are other ways to look at the camper van, and and this is you know the other story that kind of is woven through this because we mentioned dean french back in the news again Mm -hmm. and you know just to remind everybody dean french chief of staff longtime friend of uh the ford family not terribly experienced in terms of government and has been painted as somebody that's a bit of a bull in a china shop in terms of just being the the premier's i want to get this done guy the guy who goes out and implements what he believes the premier wants and does it in an unconventional and often disruptive way. So there's that narrative in here as well, because Dean French is shown to be the person who, who you know, says of the camper van, this is what we want. And by the way, here's the person we want to do it. And here's the specs for it. It's sole source. Please pay for it. Yeah, well, that, that hide the money is, is something that I guess raises eyebrows. i, I got to ask you, we've, we've talked about how this may or may not impact the Premier, obviously, and, and his chief of staff. Uh, how, is, how is this going to roll off Tavener? I mean, in, in, I think you're absolutely right. Inevitably, he's still going to become the commissioner. Unless, I, I can't see that there's anything that they're actually going to sort of say, hey, stop, we can't do this. But what does it do to his credibility? I mean, he's always going to be known as the guy that got in there because Ford had to pull some strings. Yeah, I think that, you know, the Ford government, and we have yet to hear from Ford today or hear from the government. So the story is still developing. So there's a bunch of different ways they could they could go at this. I think if I was advising the government, what I would say is we will pause on this and we will allow, if not the ombudsman to investigate, we will at least do a line-by-line uh, refuting of the allegations made in this letter to a point where they could 
confidently say that they have dispelled any evidence or any suggestion that there was political interference. Because otherwise, how possibly can you be the leader of the police force under such a circumstance? I mean, you can, but that is a cloud that will, you know, follow Mr. Tavner through his entire tenure if he becomes commissioner. And it's going to be a tag on just about every story. I mean, if there's any any malfeasance, anything goes on with the OPP, it's going to be OPP Commissioner uh, Tavener who was appointed under dubious circumstances, etc. That stays with you. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you know, and and not only that, could you, do you think that you could have named Vince Hawks? Do you, how many people in the audience could name the OPP commissioner prior to all of this? You know what? If you stop anybody right now down on Young Street in Toronto or down King Street here in Hamilton, uh, they uh, Fantino, wasn't it? That's about the last one because Julian Fantino obviously was a larger-than-life individual uh, as as a commissioner. And I, the rest of them, you're right. I mean, you know, Lewis was there. There's a couple of other ones. But that's, that's inside baseball stuff. Most people just don't know because there's no profile for the OPP commissioner usually. No, and in the major cities, of course, you have, you know, civic police chiefs and, and – so and they're known, but generally that job is pretty quiet. <laughs> um, well, not now. What's going to happen? You mentioned this is a, a story that's got some legs, and there's there's still some other uh, information that has to be forthcoming here. But I mean, I'm looking at the calendar here too, Alan, and we all know the political reality. First of all, the house is is not sitting now and won't until mid February. In another two or three days, everybody's going to get wrapped up in the holiday season. Uh, is there a, a, an opportunity here for the government to just rag the puck and hope this story goes away over the holiday season? Not a chance. I mean, Andrea Horvath has a press conference coming up in the next hour, 11.30, I believe. We'll be watching that. Of course, we have to watch to see what happens from the government. Um, you know what? If I, if I work for the NDP um, in their press office or for the Liberals, I I have camper vans drive through, you know, the, like when the house comes back, I I have all of, you know what, that's a great idea for the liberals. Man, I should make more money doing this. You know, the liberals have been accused of being the uh, minivan party with only seven members. They show up in a camper van. There it goes. Back. There it goes. Oh. Uh, it's it's going to happen. Well, we'll be watching at 530 tonight on Global News to see uh, the, the latest developments on this. Alan, as always, thanks so much for this. <laughs> Great to be on. Thanks so much, Bill. Take care. Alan Carter, of course, the uh, co-host of uh, Global News at 530 and 6, and the uh, host of Focus Ontario, which is seen on Saturdays and Sundays on Global. you got to figure this story is going to be part of that Focus Ontario this week as well. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.